Hey guys, Erin here. So today is a Friday and I don't want to be too echoey, but I want to share with you something that I have come across while I was trying to do a podcast. So I would like to share with you one excerpt from a book by Cherie Carter Scott, PhD. If love is a game, these are the rules. So in here, a sampleist. Recently, a woman in her early 30s named Jennifer came to my workshop to create her relationship criteria list. The list Jennifer created contained some of the most well-thought-out criteria I had ever seen and I would like to share it with you as an inspiring ensemble. Of course, your criteria may be completely different. I offer you Jennifer's list simply to start you thinking about what might be true for you. So in Jennifer's list, the must-haves. Number one, someone smart and intellectually stimulating who is compatible with me in that he likes to talk about ideas. Number two, someone spiritual or interested in developing himself and his spiritual life. Number three, a good person with a big heart who is kind and loving. Four, someone who takes care of his professional and financial life. Five, someone who is committed to the relationship who is willing to work on it. Six, someone who is supportive of my goals and dreams and can be supportive when I am having a rough time or a bad day. Someone who is willing to take support from me in return, who won't hide or run away when he needs support. Seven, someone who is passionate and has a zest for life. Eight, someone who isn't fooled by my self-reliance and can see and accept my vulnerability. Nine, someone with a strong sense of integrity. And ten, someone who wants to be a father someday. In her wish list, Number one, someone who likes to travel. Number two, someone who likes to read and see movies. Number three, someone who makes me laugh. Someone who enjoys entertaining. Number five, someone who gets along with my friends. Number six, a good lover who can express himself physically and lovingly with consideration and openness. Number seven, tall, at least taller than I am. Here are the knockout punches. Number one, someone who is unwilling to be open and communicative who withdraws when problems arise. Number two, someone who lives far away, who would be a long-distance relationship. Number three, someone who has a history of infidelity. Number four, someone who does not like my family or whom my family does not like. Number five, someone who does not value or maintain his friendships. And number six, someone to whom I am not physically attracted. Jennifer is still interviewing for the right mate, and she frequently refers to her list whenever she feels tempted to begin a new relationship out of desperation or loneliness or intense physical attraction. Her list enables her to pause and assess each new man she meets and to say no to those candidates who are not right for her so she can leave a space vacant for the right person when he does show up. Having created your own list and the image in your mind of your ideal mate, you are ready to proceed to the second step creating your vision of the relationship that you desire. So I know that many of you have not made that list, but have a rough idea of what you want in a relationship or in a partner. And trust me when I say that having a list really does guide you to the right direction. Because there will be times when you meet people who might check off some things off the list, but not completely. And sometimes, or most often, you find something that is something you cannot work with, something you cannot live with, or something that you can't compromise. So don't be afraid to say no to something or someone 
where when you're not 100% sure and you feel in your gut that something isn't right or something is not going to work out for you. Listen carefully, but also be open that there might be something that you're missing. Give it time. Give people the benefit of the doubt. And you'll see it when you try to do things together. So this is one of the things I wanted to try. It's how you get to know a person through the activities you do together, your interests, your hobbies. So you might be individuals, but there should also be some things that you should enjoy together. Because after all, you guys are a team. You guys are partners in crime. So if you can all work together, there's always chaos or challenges or friction and you cannot work things out, then that might be a sign that you guys are better off as friends. Good luck!